Welcome to season two premiere of the Young Money Diet podcast. As always, we're going to start with a hot take, and my hot take starts with this $70 cash. So just yesterday, I sold my office chair for $70, and I actually bought this office chair two years ago, um, brand new, for $95. So my hot take is people need to spend time just trying to save more money. Um or even just asking, hey, what brand is this chair? Because if this individual had just looked it up and saw they could have bought it brand new for $95, why buy something? I mean, mine was in great shape, but still, uh, I think individuals need to just be a little bit less impulsive and spend the five minutes doing the research to save themselves money. And I know we're only talking about $20, $30, but in the long run, um, I've seen people spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on things that they could have just bought brand new. So when I'm at the grocery store even, and I see something I want, I always check Amazon. I check Facebook Marketplace. It's a quick two-minute check uh, to see <laughs> if uh, if you can save yourself some money. So I would have easily, and negotiating too, I would have taken $40 for the chair. So that's my hot right. take. No, I, I like that, Raj. Uh, a couple of things I want to quickly mention on that. Number one, um, I don't, I've never done this because I'm not as good as Raj, but I know you can look at a barcode or something and then use the barcode to look that up on Amazon. So that's that's something that you could you can use. Second, I, I love the idea because I think I once had a Chromecast, which I traded with some guy's computer monitor and the Chromecast brand new was literally worth $30, 3030 brand new. So I'm like, if this man had even looked this, I don't even know why he had agreed to this, but maybe he needed that. But uh, again, I 100% agree with you. A little bit of due diligence would pay dividends in the long term. But anyways, um, thank you guys for uh, joining us for season two. We're very, very excited. We're going to start off today talking about credit cards, how credit cards are really, really um, important to your financial portfolio, how you want to use them. But rather than having a structured discussion about just all the goods, we're also going to balance that out today with all the benefits and all the pros and cons of credit cards. So I think it's very, very important. And I'll start us off, Raj, and you can jump in as you, as you see fit. In, is to understand credit scores and what that means because it's such an impactful portion of our life and a lot of us don't fully understand what credit scores are. So credit scores generally is a very good, the, the way I would define it is it's your ability that you have proven over time to be able to repay debt. So credit score, in order to have one, you would have had to have some level of debt and then how you pay that debt back in what percentages, in what increments, in what frequency allows you to build your credit score over time. So where this credit get, score gets used is very, very diverse. So you can, your uh, potential people that are renting out their properties might check your credit score to see if you're a reliable tenant. Um, maybe even in some job applications, they might look at your credit score to see if you're fiscal, fiscally responsible. It depends on if it makes sense. It could be in the sense of when you're looking for loans, obviously, that's a very obvious place. Mortgages, auto loans, potentially getting new credit cards to see where your credit score lies to, to figure that out. So to have... So Asif, just a question, because I think there's a mon common misconception, and I actually don't know a lot about credit score, so generally just curious. Um, you mentioned mm -hmm. the credit score is calculated through debt and being able to pay off debt. So if I, let's say, pull, let's say I have $100 in credit um, from mm -hmm. a credit card, but I pay the balance off without incurring any interest, does that help me build credit scores? Or because I've heard in, from individuals, 
um, in high school, they they went and financed a vehicle and said, oh, I, I did this to build my credit score because you need to have right. some sort of interest carrying debt. So what yeah. what, what does that look like? So, it, okay, so I'll talk about, I guess, everything that kind of tailors towards your credit score and how you build or have a really good credit score. So number one, you want to start early. So if you're at 18, get some kind of product that allows you to have a sort of either a revolving debt or a debt where you can pay it off. So the difference is a revolving debt is a reoccurring bill. So for example, cell phone bill. So you have every month you have $100 that's due and you have to pay that before you have your uh, expiry date on when the bill gets incurs interest or your credit card, which is not a set amount. Your credit card could be at 100 bucks this month, $7,000 the next month, make sure you pay that off as well. So yes, you definitely wanna pay it in full which has a huge, huge impact on your credit score. So paying it in full definitely shows that you're fiscally responsible and you're able to pay back debt, which is what uh, goes towards your credit score and bolstering that. So number one, pay it off in full. Number okay. two, start early because you wanna have the longer your history is, the better your credit scores are going to be. So if you only have show, proven that you can pay off debt in the last three months, that's not nearly as impactful as someone who's shown that they can pay off debt for seven years consistently. So Consistency is the key. I'll play a devil's advocate and it's gonna be ironic because I'm all about credit cards, but right. credit scores, in my opinion, you mentioned starting early, that's a dangerous precedent because there are the misconceptions. So I know 17 year olds, 18 year olds that have gone and financed vehicles and their justification mm -hmm. was, oh, I'm building my credit. That is just a lame excuse to go splurge and waste money. So um, me personally, right hand on my heart, I have yeah. never checked my credit score in my entire life. I don't know what it is. I'm a Dave right. Ramsey guy that I don't care what <laughs> it is. I've never had any problems renting, financing. So when I actually went to go rent with my wife, now wife, um, they asked, hey, can you prevent, uh, provide your credit score? Uh, can you present your credit score? And I said, no. Yeah. But here uh, I can put the damage deposit down, no problem. Here's proof of some of the assets I have. And um, they weren't actually satisfied with that. They said, oh, well, can you show us your income? And right. I said, well, no, actually, I hadn't started working full time yet. I was still a student. So um, Brittany actually had to show her income. So we did run into problems. I won't admit that it was seamless. However, right. if you can't save up for the down payment or you can't present uh, income or assets or whatever that's going to satisfy them, then stay with your mm. parents and save the money because just because you have a credit score doesn't mean you're going to be able to to go and rent. So I, I actually am not a proponent for credit scores. I think it's a lame excuse. Uh, of course, if somebody has a detrimental score because they've defaulted on a loan or something, then yes, that's a that's a telltale sign. But I'm more mm -hmm. interested and other people are more interested in what's your income? What are your assets? Is this individual actually going to be adequately uh, capable to pay this back. If you're 18 years old and you've invested in GameStop and got millions of dollars, but you have no credit score, <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they don't. Because you have the money. Like at the end of the day, like if you're uh, fin fundamentally, anytime someone's trying to evaluate your ability to repay a debt, they really should do the research and look at your assets and liabilities. Like that's how they really know if you have the ability to pay something back. The credit score is how do I put it? It's a very quick and dirty way for them to avoid doing the work and very quickly make a snap decision on, on whether or not, what are you lie financially to be able to 
do or establish a new financial relationship with you but just to kind of finish off the thought so like what we can definitely weigh in on our opinion on what we think on credit cards or credit scores in general but people that are in this game which is most of us because we all have some level of credit relationship with some kind of financial institution I'm, I'm looking to talk about what we should be doing to make sure that we have a healthy credit score because we already have them so it makes sense to monitor it so number one um again I, I was just going through what we need to do to keep uh the credit score high which is pay off your bills in full make sure you have a longer history and the last one that's important is make sure your utilization ratio is low so for example if you have 500 dollars of credit available to you every month and you spend close to your max that looks really bad it mm. means like you actually genuinely always stretch it like you you're kind of at the extreme to be able to pay that off versus if you had fifty thousand dollars available to you every month in credit but you spend five hundred dollars that you look like a gold star like you don't even need the money so it's very relative a um, couple of quick shout outs I, and then you can jump on Raj is um, sure. for monitoring your credit score I recommend there's a couple of services that are free that are really easy to keep that don't hurt your credit is um, Credit Karma I will leave a link to that and then Borrow Well those are really really easy I bank with Scotiabank and through their internal client I think they have an option in their checking account to just click and it shows your credit score as well Right. Awesome. What are your thoughts? Sure. So um, to kind of transition into credit cards, uh, I'm going to be taking the stance on why they're so powerful and how I personally use them. And then mm -hmm. Wasif also shares that, but he's going to be giving the, the other side of the story and talking about the Dave Ramsey approach, why credit is terrible, credit cards are terrible, just right. pay, f pay for things that with money that you have. So mm -hmm. um, me personally, I love credit cards. I usually have five, six, seven different credit cards active at once. Um, right. I've never paid interest, not one dollar of interest in my entire life. And yeah. this is how in this is how credit cards should be taken advantage of. So um, <clears throat> I'll give an example. So I just signed up for a TD Aeroplan credit card probably six months ago. I spent mm -hmm. probably, let's say, a total of one hour of time invested to sign up for this credit card. And why I did that is because I've got Aeroplan points and I was able to actually, I got just by setting up for the credit card alone, I had enough to get a $200 Costco gift card. And I've had mm -hmm. people that have ridiculed me saying, well, Raj, why are you wasting your time just for this petty $200, $300, etc." Now, every quarter I switch credit cards to get these rewards. And here's my argument back to these individuals. Okay, MacBook, that's $2,000 goes on sale for 10% off. You run to the store to save that $200. Or an up, right. a, baby, up, up a baby stroller that goes 5% off. People are lined <laughs> up uh, or they're purchasing online to save that five, five, 10%, $50, $100. So why not spend one hour of your time to make $200, $300. I've signed up for a WestJet credit card that gave me $350 of WestJet points. Plus, I get 3% off, uh, sorry, 3 cents off my uh, gas and fuel. Gas in Petro-Canada? At yep. Petro-Canada. Um, you mm. know, I also fill up at Shell, but <laughs> sometimes when I'm in a pinch and I need to go to Petro-Canada because it's right there, I get 3 cents off. So Can we do so a bonus hot take really quickly? Sure. Petro-Canada has the best gas of all gas retail companies in Canada, <laughs> period, end of sentence, continue. 
So, okay, so um, I guess my point with credit cards is you need to be very meticulous and organized because, like I mentioned, I've got five, six different cards. If I go spend $100 on a card and I forget about it, that 20% mm-hmm. is going to kill me. And, right. uh, you know, going to the, I don't know what my credit score is. It's probably terrible because I'm pulling out different credit cards all of the time. And I'm no, by no means a guru. I have people at work that just are phenomenal with their credit cards in terms of the rewards. A lot of them travel for free. They have so many rewards out there that individuals can take advantage of. And so another thing that I get challenged on is, well, Raj, you're, you're damaging your credit score or you're spending all this money just to save $200. So right. my argument is no, that TD credit card, I could have just signed up, got my $200 of Costco gift cards and canceled it mm-hmm. and not spent a single dime on it. Uh, they, oh, yeah. These companies want you to sign up and spend money and pull interest and they get those transaction fees. So it's, it's a mutual uh, relationship. But uh, a good resource that I'll link is Red Flag Deals Edmonton, not only for yeah. credit cards, but for different banking opportunities. General. Generally, um, red flag deals you can see what's going on. Yeah. So uh, another example, not credit card, uh, mm-hmm. but just banking related. I signed up for a, a Tangerine account uh, and I got $200 just by putting a certain amount of my income into pre-authorized deposits. Um, right. I didn't have to put my full income either. That was the nice thing. So what I did is I just had $200 going every paycheck and then I left it. I forgot about it. And three months later, I got an email saying, congratulations, Raj, you've just got a bonus $200. And when I pulled that up, it was like, oh, great. I've got $1,200 from my six paychecks plus another $200. I have $1,400 that I can go and use that money for something fungible because I didn't really think that money of my own. I just got used to that. Yeah, rewarding yourself. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, it's like, Raj, why are you spending this petty one hour, two even two hours to sign this, set this up? And, you know, I made $100 an hour and um, I didn't actually have to spend any time. Uh, I forgot about it. And then it just acted as a separate savings account for me to go use whatever now. Um, hmm, makes sense. Um, so I got a couple of quick questions for you. Number one, because you said every every quarter roughly you sign up for a new credit card because, you know, there's reward structure, bonuses that you take advantage of. Uh, question for you is how do you keep this all straight in your head because credit cards are a very time sensitive thing and if you use it you know and you forget to pay it in three weeks you will end up paying interest so is there a central resource that you use that allows you to look at your whole credit card in in one place like i have a place like that but i want to hear your thoughts yeah for sure so i think there's absolutely no excuse to be disorganized um, with all of the tools we have do not take a credit card out and forget about it. That is terrible. Right. That is not what mm-hmm. I'm advocating for. Um, so I just have a folder on my phone for banking. I have all my seven banking apps, you know, Questrade, Tangerine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, that I use. Mm-hmm. And I make sure that I monitor them every three weeks. I'll pull them up. And I'm generally pretty good. Um, I have my one or two core credit cards that I like to use for my everyday purchases, like groceries and such, where you know I'm still earning one, two percent back on money I'm already spending. So those, right. you know, those who argue, well, you shouldn't be using a credit card, you should be using debt. Well, I might as well get that money back if I'm gonna be spending that money anyways. So sure. <clears throat> my spouse and I, we sit down every month to go over our budget. Um, And then I also kind of pull our transactions to see, okay, how are we spending our money on our credit card? We're not using it to go and splurge. Um, We're not going going and buying stuff we can't afford. 
Um, so mm -hmm. I, I usually sign up for these credit cards to get the rewards, but I'm actually not using them. I'm using my core couple credit cards that I've had forever, and I'm just exploiting some of the opportunities. And then you can also look at um, what works for you. So there's a WestJet credit card that's really great if you like to travel. Let's pretend it's not COVID. Um, but that <laughs> might not be great for somebody Let's who... travel. Yeah, that might not be great for somebody who doesn't travel, right? So... so uh, just because you mentioned something really quickly too, is uh, you said you and your spouse kind of go together uh, and and make your budget. So is there a different strategy that we should be using when we're looking for a card for ourselves versus when there's a unit like you and your spouse that have credits together? Because you have individual credits, but you can maybe do supplementary cards. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, we don't necessarily. So if I'm, <laughs> what I've done. So the WestJet credit card specifically. Yeah. Uh, I signed up for me and I signed up for her separately and we got yeah. $350 from each and uh, we actually still use those cards for gas like I mentioned because you get the three cents off but mm -hmm. the the TD so the Costco card that I, I got um, I signed up on my own terms um, I've canceled that card now I got my $200 Costco gift card and um, I I could have also used hers but sometimes there's an income limit so if, if you're together so the Western credit cards a really great one um, I think a combined household income, if you have over eighty thousand, um, with two working individuals, that should be should be doable. Both at forty thousand each, uh, you can kind of merge your income power together in order right. to get approved get for certain one. credit cards. But sometimes they don't look at that. They'll look like you mentioned at your credit score. They'll look at your assets. Right. It's so easy now. I I just opened a Neo Bank account uh, two weeks ago, and it was all of five minutes, which is both scary and exciting because. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Don't no, finish your thoughts. I, I want to say something. Yeah, because I was approved for a credit card in under two two minutes, and right. uh, I could go and spend, um, you know, the maximum spend amount, like you mentioned, utilization. So that's something that I'm not encouraging, by no means. Um, credit cards can kill you, um, so just use them for the opportunities. Use them for the cash back. You're already going to fill up your car. You might as well get three cents off or two percent back. Um, if you're spending that money anyways, that's what I'm advocating right. for. No, makes sense. So I, I'll, I, I love the scary part because that's really my transition. Like that's my cue to say like, look, you, if you, the way I see credit card is in some ways and to go play the devil's advocate, it's playing with fire. All of a sudden you have access to cash that you clearly don't have. And in three weeks when that bill is going to come due, if you don't have that money, you're, you, you're paying 20 plus percent interest across the industry in a credit card and it's not 20 percent interest sometimes it's skewed in our head in the sense like oh like you pay 20 percent in a year or something which is like the stock market it makes sense but it's 20 percent every three weeks it's not even a month it accrues in three week period which is when the revolving um period is for most credit cards so we have to be very very careful because now you're allowing yourself to spend money that you don't have so um you mentioned dave ramsey i love that guy he has a lot of like your kind of your grandpa grandma's average common sense thinking abilities and i'm gonna borrow two terms from him that i like one of them is uh, called a placectomy or a plastic surgery and both of those <laughs> refers to cutting up your credit card and i think it's like a hilarious term that hopefully sticks in your head but let me let me work through something like this because you keep mentioning that you know banks are really push credit cards it's a mutually financially mutually beneficial product the reason being i want to flag something it's a zero-sum game at the end of the day if someone's making money someone's losing money 
So if banks are aggressively pushing credit cards towards new clients, there is a very, very high likelihood credit cards are a very lucrative product for a bank to sell because they make a ton of money on them. Because I looked up the statistics, not in 2020, because 2020 it wasn't a fair year thanks to COVID, but in 2019, 60 million Americans all paid partial balances on their credit card. 60 million, six zero. And that's the amount of people. So there is, if we assume a third of them don't have credit card because they're kids or they're above a certain age or whatever, in the sense it's like half of the people that can potentially el are eligible for credit cards can get them even then it's an insanely high amount of people so most people that have credit cards clearly don't pay the balance in full which is why it's so profitable for banks and financial institutions to perpetuate this product because they make a ton of money and like i said it's a zero-sum game so if they're making money the only way they can do that is if you're losing money i.e you're paying a ridiculous amount of interest when you're using your credit card so in the sense that if you have cash and debit card you you can't even hurt yourself even if you even wanted to and it would if you're playing with fire or you're playing with credit card you might actually hurt yourself like i always say you know we don't ever rise to the occasion of our self-control we always fall to the lows of our system yeah if our system allows us to borrow money that we don't have then at some point we're obviously going to fall through the cracks and fall victim of the system yeah here is Here's really what surprised me, Raj, and this is specific to um, cash over credit card, not necessarily debit card, because debit card is still like a plastic product. So there is a f many studies done, and people tend to spend somewhere between 12 and 18% more when they use plastic product to pay for services versus paying for cash. Because when you pay for cash, it activates a pain receptor in yeah. your brain that shows, hey, I'm giving up this calculator to get this loaf of bread like that exchange happens because yeah. it's a physical exchange when that happens as in like oh like i'm just swiping this credit card but by the way it still came back in my pocket and i got this bread for free your brain doesn't get the same receptor i.e and i can play this game right away raj i guarantee you you will not remember everything that you've bought using your credit card in the last three weeks agree there is no way Agreed. So, but um, if you paid cash for all of those transactions, there's a really high likelihood you would actually be able to place yourself in each of those transactions and remember what you paid for. So this is a big problem just with materialism and consumerism, people spending the money that they don't have. You mentioned mm -hmm. you're, safe, you're safe with debt and cash. Well, if you go to Target um, or anywhere, you can also have a pay, I don't I know the term, but pay later. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Financing. And so for, far, everything is you want. You want a hundred dollar pair of shoes, and by the time you're done paying it, after three months, you've paid one hundred and fifty dollars. That's just pure stupidity. Um, yeah. And the people that want to over lever themselves and buy stuff they can't afford are gonna find a way regardless. And yeah. this is a problem that needs to be addressed with financial literacy. Um, Thirty percent of Canadians don't pay off their credit balance. Uh, there's between six to eight thousand dollars in credit card debt, which is absolutely obscene. If you invested yeah. six thousand dollars in the market and made a twenty percent return every year, <laughs> you would be richer than Warren Buffett. No word of absolutely. a lie, because the average return of the S and P five hundred is eight percent. So take a look at your credit cards and the annual interest rate. If you actually sit down and crunch the numbers, is obscene. So people need to not lever themselves up and not think hey, I've got $5,000 balance available, but I make $2,000 a month. I can just put it on credit card and deal with it later because you will never be able to retire. 
Absolutely. It's it's so asinine. And I'll give you like a perfect example. Like, because, you know, we try to think, we, we tend to believe ourselves that we always think rationally and we think with logic, but we really don't. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. You go and get your Christmas shopping done. Like, you want to buy presents for everybody. You go in with a credit card, guarantee you. Like, if, if I budgeted $50 for your present, if I see something that's $70 that you might like, I'll actually just be like, oh, Raj will like that. I'll just get it for him. And that compounds because you're going to do that 20 times for 20 different people. Here's a really simple option. Take $1,000 cash out of your bank account, leave your wallet at home, go in with 1000 bucks. You know you're going to pay 50 bucks for 20 presents. You cannot even screw yourself over, even if you wanted to. Build yes. a better system. Don't rely on like, oh, my willpower is going to kick in when I'm in you know, bed, bath, and body or whatever you are to get that gift set. It won't because your plastic credit card will allow you to do stupid things at that time i have done stupid stuff you have done it too i'm sure we all have so just build a better system use cash and i'll give you another sort of under overlooked benefit of of using cash is it reduces your digital footprint have you ever wondered like why is amazon always targeting the exact same thing that you want yeah. and in and brings that up into your monitor when you whenever you need it it's because it well it allows them to track and all of these data is actually up and available for sale information is currency these days right so when you when you make your transactions with cash it reduces your digital footprint to the point where you actually don't fall victim of consumerism as often as you would anymore so i think there's you know tons of benefits of not using a credit card debit card allows you to do every single thing including you know um, fraudulent protection, which is available through credit cards, foreign exchange rates, which is available through credit cards. And you, again, cannot hurt yourself because you can only spend the money that's actually in your bank account rather than over leveraging yourself. Not an option. So that would be, I would say, some of the reasons why I would highly, highly recommend, like, you know, maybe reconsider getting a credit card, period, end of sentence. Sure. So I'll wrap the conversation up. I, I, we could talk about this for hours and hours, I could I could yeah. give my blunt, honest opinions, um, but I'll just close off with this. I'm not a gift giver. I hate receiving gifts. Everybody in my family knows that. And mm. if you are in debt and you're purchasing a birthday present for somebody or uh, Christmas gifts, why? Like, I honestly, me yeah. personally, if I knew somebody is buying me a gift and they have credit card debt or they have um, whatever they have, it's going to make me feel sick. I would much rather them put that towards their debt snowball. Buy yeah. stuff for yourself, stuff you can afford. You don't need to go and buy all these elaborate gifts on credit card. You're not fooling everybody if you're broke. I'm talking like Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey now. <laughs> but I'll just leave it at that. I know some people's yeah. love language is gift giving, which I can't mm-hmm. fathom. But I mean, that's my own opinion. Um, yeah. But if you're in debt, you should not be buying gifts. Change the precedence. Listen to Chris Hogan. Listen to Dave Ramsey, and they will yell at you more than I'm yelling now. But with and, that, and, and, yeah, they're they're more interesting in the sense too. I, I would I would ask. I just want to add a couple things. Like you know, if you're if you're basically the average typical person is always broke or in debt or not paying their credit card to their full extent then you don't want to be an average person. You want to be the weirdo. Just be the weirdo. If your family looks at you and picks on you for not buying gifts or if your friends give you shit for, you know, um, pardon my swearing, but if they give you crap 
for basically not giving them gifts or not spending or not going on vacation. Just tell them I can't afford it. And the, it's so liberating to admit that to yourself. Like, hey, like, you know what? I don't have to keep up with the Joneses. I have my own pace. I'll figure it out in my own way. Just just own up to that and admit to it. Um, that's really it. But I think in a future episode, because we're running a little bit too long, we want to cover a few things. We'll maybe talk about what a great credit score is, how we can get, you know, what that what you can do with that. What should our strategies be in terms of picking credit cards? What are some of the benefits that we, we get through credit cards that, that is not immediately apparent, for example, uh, purchase protection, extended warranty, airport lounge widget, stuff like that. So we can mention that on a previous episode so we don't overextend ourselves on this one. Anything you want to add, Raj, before we finish up? No, thanks. It's, uh, it's going to be a good season. Remember to Bye. stay hungry. And stay humble. Thank you.